0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of No Such Thing as a Fish, a weekly podcast coming to you from the QI offices in Covent Garden. My name is Dan Schreiber. I'm sitting here with James Harkin, Andrew Hunter Murray, and Anna Chasinski. And once again, we've gathered around the microphone. Only this time, we've got a big announcement to make. Right at the top of this show, we are releasing our first ever book. What? We are. Right, yeah, what? Oh, <laughs> I forgot
1: to mention that to you. Ah. Actually, <laughs> well, I'm the last to know everything in this office.
0: <laughs> You're
2: not involved. <laughs>
0: So yeah, no such thing as a fish. We're releasing a book. We've signed a deal and the book is being released in November. If you're hearing these words, you can pre-order it now. Go to Amazon and click the button. It's a book that... Click
2: the <laughs> button. There's, there's
1: go to button! Amazon.com and click the button. Just the button, it's on the There'll front a, page. button in the middle of the page saying buy the fish book now.
2: I think what you want to do is go to qi.com forward slash shop and we're going to have a link there that you click on which will take you to the page where you can pre-order the book and it's going to be called the book of the year and it's going to be about the year that's happening right now and it's by us go to amazon or go to qi.com forward slash shop and you'll be able to pre-order it
0: yeah and it's just going to be packed with all the most interesting stories that we found from 2017 this is one that i want to get into the book mafia members in sicily have been banned from becoming godfathers (laughs) <laughs> so this is an archbishop who has said that at baptisms, if you are involved in the mafia, you are now not allowed to become a godfather. Here's one that I've got.
3: When they voted for the UK general election... There was only 13 MPs that didn't vote for it, and one of them did it because it was going to interfere with his honeymoon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is one that I'd like to get in. This is something that's been revealed in the last couple of weeks, and it's that a Norwegian slow TV show that follows migrating reindeer has had to be suspended after the reindeer stopped moving altogether.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've got a fact that I'd like to get into the book. Oh, yeah? Which is that Jeremy Corbyn has won seven elections for parliamentary beard of the year. Wow Really? Yeah. yeah And it's practically unparalleled in modern history Is he the current reigning champ? Uh, is he the current Labour leader? Uh, yeah Depending on when you're listening to this um,
2: Is that what he spends all his time campaigning for then? Yes He, he won the stuff. actual
3: beard of the year quite a long time ago I think yeah, As opposed to the niche parliamentary beard of the yeah, year Yeah yeah I think that's like um, a qualifying round <laughs> <laughs> I Hope I make the regionals Yeah
0: um, well, He he made global beard of the year Oh I think it's British it's beard British British. Of the year. A
1: British beard of the year Okay Yeah he won he is the reigning champion yes and he won i think with 64% of the vote last year which is slightly more than he won that year's leadership contest with when when is the next uh, championship uh, it'll be this year.
0: So in time, in t- in,
1: uh, I meant month, is it in time for our book? We'll, I think it will be in time for the book, so we'll be able to announce whether he's won it uh, a record seventh time. Let's
2: hope so, because if we had a book of news of 2017 and we weren't able to get in the results of Beard of the Year, it would just be a joke.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I think you mean Parliamentary Beard of the Year. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so that's it. The book's going to be just packed with all that sort of stuff. And we thought we would spend this episode not telling you our most interesting fact that we've learned over the last seven days, strictly from all of history, but we would pick something that we want to go into this book and pitch it
1: to each other. So that's what we're going to do, starting with you, Andy. My fact that I would like to get into the book is that ideas proposed for the U.S. border wall include a trench full of nuclear waste, a one-way mirror... And three million hammocks next to each other. <laughs> what? Three million hammocks? <laughs> yeah. That is not so much a serious proposal, but... No, because you could just go under them. Or over them.
3: Mm. Yeah, Depending on how high
1: up the tree they're tied.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, so are going
1: to be trees along this border? I think it's not a fixed proposal, yet. I think right. you could plant the trees. You'd have to have something to attach the hammocks too. Yeah.
2: Is the idea that you get to a hammock, it looks so comfortable, you lie down, have a nap, <laughs> and you never make it across?
1: I think that's the idea, yeah. Okay. There is uh, an artist uh, whose name is Jennifer Meridian, who's proposed... That one, she's proposed also a wall of pipe organs uh, and a wall of lighthouses, thousands and thousands of lighthouses. So this was a big push, wasn't it, for uh, proposals to be sent in? So they they had a little five-day window where you could submit your proposals uh, and then they're going to pick around 20 finalists in about a month or so, and they're going to build prototypes of their sections of the world. How wall. are they
3: going to build a prototype of the nuclear waste one?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just a
1: little bit of depleted uranium. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but the one-way mirror is a very interesting, idea an incredible idea. You <laughs> can see Mexico from the USA, but they can't see you. Yeah.
2: What's the What's the point in that?
1: I have no idea. You could still see someone approaching if they were going to try and climb the mirror, and you don't know if you're if if you're approaching from the Mexican side, you don't know if anyone is if you're being watched. Yeah.
2: Okay, I thought it was just so that the Mexicans go towards and go. Oh no, it's just exactly like here. We might as well say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there are loads of proposals. One of them has
0: a monorail going all the way along the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like a Hyperloop, they're calling it, right? Yeah, but it's a monorail. Is it a monorail? <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, what's the difference between those two things? Oh, one sounds super futuristic and the other yeah, sounds like monorail. A monorail. <laughs> yeah, We've all seen that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> I read the rules for um, the proposals, oh, yeah. uh, the idea of what the wall needs to withstand. Uh, it's, it needs to withstand attacks from, here's the quote, sledgehammer, carjack, pickaxe, chisel, battery-operated impact tools, any kind of handheld tools and not only does it have to sort of deal with the impact but it should be able to deal with it for up to four hours so specifically four hours so four hours
1: of a sledgehammer meanwhile there's some bloke next to you with a chisel <laughs> no, it's, like, it's like
3: why do you need to specify the chisel when you've also got the carjacker smashing into
1: it for four hours well,
3: smashing it. cars into it
1: we've made it carjack proof but there's a chisel weakness unfortunately <laughs> it's like the Death Star there's going to be
0: Just
1: one little weak spot. So it's a very stupid idea, obviously.
0: Yeah, Um, and they want it ideally to be 30 foot tall. And um, so all the proposals... had. So it's a 30 foot tall mirror, which is quite cool.
2: Wow. He's become more flexible on the 30 foot thing. (laughs) Yes. I think he's gone... He said anything (laughs) over 18 feet might be okay.
0: One of the problems is that... They obviously need to build the wall on their side of the land, on the American side of the land. But there's a lot of American landowners who have houses and property that go on the other side of these rivers and bits of land generally. So to build the wall, he's actually going to be sealing out a lot of Americans and they're going to be stuck in Mexico unless they sell their land. So he's trying to buy the land back from them for the government. He knows there's going to be problems, so he's planning to effectively... Go into legal war with yeah. a lot of Americans over this. So in
3: 2006, they started building a load of walls um, at various points, and there were 442 lawsuits that were reviewed by CNN from the time, and 93 of them are still open.
2: Wow! Wow! <laughs> <Not bad. laughs>
3: and that was for a much shorter wall
2: was that because also in 2006 i think george bush approved a virtual wall i think we've talked about the idea of virtual walls <laughs> yes. before, but um he worked on that uh, it was the project was shelved in 2011 and it that it cost a billion dollars sorry
1: is that a billion real dollars or a billion virtual
2: dollars <laughs> <laughs> sadly i think it's real dollars oh. yeah um but the thing about the virtual wall was that it uh worked by a system of sensors that were supposed to be able to tell when migrants were crossing the border but apparently it was really ineffective in wind in mistook trees and plants for people. <laughs> it was constantly thinking that animals crossing the border represented suspicious activity. Right.
1: Yeah. One person has proposed leaving a four-inch gap at the bottom of the wall so that little animals can cross. Oh, so, yeah, you know, yeah. That, the, one problem is that there are 111 species which cross the area that's currently proposed for the wall. Right. And so lots of them will, you know, struggle to mate and breed and um, live, th- live a full, fulfilling life. I wonder yeah. if
3: all the animals will then evolve to be four inches tall. <laughs> <laughs> like tiny buffaloes going over the range. <laughs> I've got an idea. What about this? You, You kind of make a a very slight incline Mm. from about two miles out. (laughs) And it just gets more and more inclined, 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 inclined. And then on the Mexican side, it's a sheer drop. Do you know what I mean? Like a cliff. So from the American side, it just looks like a normal bit of... This it's like a ha-ha
1: in an English country garden. Exactly like that, yeah.
2: Well, that's Hmm. a bit like the apparent border between North and South Korea, right? Really? Which I didn't know about. North Korea claims there's a wall (laughs) dividing it from South Korea and that the US and South Korea built this wall uh, a few decades ago during the Cold War and they say on their side it's got like little crenellations where guns are um, and it's got checkpoints along it and it's this big wall and then it says on the other side, on the South Korea side, um, it's just covered in turf and grass and so nobody knows that it's there from the other side and the US and, and South Korea totally deny that they have built this wall. But there is, there's evidence. Someone did a documentary I think where they claimed to be showing pictures. So we've got no idea if North Korea is divided from South Korea by a wall oh, or
0: well, I saw a photo of, because there are doors on the border where um, the North Koreans and South Koreans have police and they open up to either let people in. Mm-hmm. And when they open up the door, if it's, too, if it's a police officer opening the door on the South Korean side, the rule is is that another South Korean officer has to be holding onto them because they might be pulled through by the North Koreans. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, there's photos you can see online where they're like holding like by the arm oh. another South Korean police officer opening a door. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. That's so funny. Do you know that the first ever demarcation
3: before between um, America and Mexico when they first decided to do it, they just drew a line. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. Drew it Just drew a line On the like, floor What like really? a really? hook <laughs> A bit, bit a like one. You know like In old sitcoms Where you would draw A line around Half of the house And yeah. you're allowed Only on your side And the other side <laughs> right. so, uh, What that's with a marker I'm, pen I, I don't know What it was with I guess it was just A line Paint's in the sand probably right It's a bit sandy <laughs> Yeah Well that's true uh, and You can't then paint they, sand You can't
0: paint sand Well you well, can You, you can, can, can move can. the line Which is quite handy Hey, our country looks a bit smaller today. <laughs> and then they
3: just started making fences, and the reason they made fences is cause they didn't want Mexican animals to go into American territory because they had like diseases and stuff like that. Right. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it well. wasn't for people. And when they made it for people even, it wasn't to stop Mexicans from coming in, it was to stop Chinese immigrants from coming in. Oh, really? Right. Yeah.
2: So was that like start of the twentieth century or something?
3: Uh it was during the Depression, I think.
2: So, yeah. Okay, right. yeah okay.
1: So last week, uh, Congress approved spending for replacing existing fencing, mm-hmm. which is different to building a new wall. There's, there's a strong argument that this is never <laughs> going to happen. Um, so, they uh, approved spending to replace existing fencing along 20 miles, which is 1% of the border. Uh, and to add gates to existing barriers, apparently. So it'll be, I think, slightly more porous, the border, than before, because it'll have gates. Um, But anyway, Sean Spicer got into a massive row with the press because he was saying, look at this great wall. And everyone said, hang on, that stuff was a fence when you described it in January. Literally exactly the same structure. You were calling it a fence. Uh, and he said no it's a wall it's definitely a wall and he got really touchy about it Mm. that's
2: clever though it probably cost a lot less to just have a chat with the OED and bribe them to change the (laughs) definition of the word
1: wall to a line of paint in the sand (laughs) (laughs) but if you just
3: do like they did with the North and South Korea thing and just say there's a wall there when there isn't a wall there i don't think that's beyond trump's um
2: you're right he can do it
3: it'd be unbelievably cheap to do yeah yeah all he has to do is say hey guys we did it we made a wall and everyone goes there's no wall here he's like yeah there is yeah what do you want about <laughs> you're a wall
1: <laughs> there was a design that someone came up with in 2009 so well before trump was even thinking about being a candidate um Which was a barrier which is lined with burrito carts, so it's a proper wall and barrier. Yeah. But along the ground, like those, you know, those um, desks you have to meet people in prisons to visit them, so you can have a bit of conversation with with them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So there's a barrier there which is permeable; you can see through it, and you can pass things through it. Burritos, Uh, and you can pass burritos through. Uh, And he said, "Who's passing to who?" um, I imagine you're selling burritos. Probably the
3: the burrito seller to the burrito buyer. Yeah. Okay, but it can go both ways. ways. Yeah, Yeah,
1: because money could go the other direction. Exactly, and or if you wanted to sell hot dogs in the other direction, (laughs) you could do that. Yeah, okay. Uh, So it was an American professor called Ronald Rael, and he said the burrito wall accommodates for a food cart to be inserted into the wall. Uh, seating is built into the wall and food conversation or a bi-national game of footsie can occur across the border
3: <laughs> wait a minute so you can play footsie so they must be maybe that's that four inch gap you can... yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but you know there is like there is an existing wall in various parts of course yeah. and mm. over there they sometimes play volleyball no they, they have ah. historically they have yeah and they'll sometimes have poetry competitions like rap battles oh, wow um,
2: but volleyball you wouldn't be able to see which way the ball was going until it was on your side of the, uh, the Am- game. That's why the
1: Americans want a one-way yeah. mirror <laughs> <laughs> to win at volleyball.
3: <laughs> no really it hasn't touched the ground over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, it is time to move on to fact number two, and that
3: is James. Okay, um, I think we might have some North Korean stuff in this book. Oh, yeah. In this book of 2017, uh, very much in the news. And so here's my North Korea fact. North Korea's national airline, Air Corio, owns 10 times more taxis than it owns (laughs) aeroplanes. Taxis? Yeah. Yeah. They only have 15 airplanes Mm -hmm. uh, and (laughs) I found that they've recently branched out into taxis and I found that they have about 150 taxis and what we think might have happened is there's a load of sanctions obviously against North Korea so they're not allowed to fly to as many places as they used to be Mm -hmm. so they need to find other ways to make money and one of the ways they're doing it is branching out into things like soda and cigarettes and, in this case, taxis.
0: And this is, this is quite a famous airline, isn't it? Because they're, they're famously rated one star. They're <laughs> yeah. the only one-star airline in yeah. the world. Yeah, um, But not
2: for danger, for yeah. quality of service, which is important to emphasize. I think there's only been one fatal accident on Air Korea, and that was 1983. That was
3: a car crash. <laughs> that,
2: <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was at a time when the airline was called CAC. Um, so really? <laughs> C- C-A-A-K. I suspect that's how you pronounce it. Um, but yeah, it's perfectly safe. It's just the service is very bad. Um,
1: Do they ever drag people off planes <laughs> who've got a perfectly legal ticket? <laughs> um, but the, uh, the in-flight entertainment sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. You get um, uh, patriotic songs sung by the band Moranbong. And uh, I looked into Moran Bong a bit more, oh, yeah. and he actually put them together, Kim Jong Un. Did he? He's like, like the on... Simon
3: Cowell of North Korea. Yes.
1: Wow. Um, no, he put them together, and um, they are 20 members, and they're all young women, and they're all quite senior military ranks as well. So sometimes they perform in uniform, and sometimes they perform in uh, miniskirts and high heels.
2: Well, Multi talented. Yeah.
1: Uh, you don't want to get the wrong costume when you're going
3: to war, do you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: There was that military march in North Korea a couple of years ago which showed the female soldiers marching and they were all wearing really high heels do you remember oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah.
3: extraordinary yeah yeah. you've got to appreciate because it's quite hard to walk in high heels isn't it yeah. if you can march in them then yeah. that they're
1: good soldiers oh, um, I think
2: that's yeah it's quite a good policy you're right because if you can do well in <laughs> high heels then you're definitely going to do okay in your trench boots but the,
1: but the um They've got songs, sorry to be obsessed with Moran Bong, but um, <laughs> Moran, the, the tracks they sing include Let's Support Our Supreme Commander With Arms, uh, we, think of, we Think of The Marshal Day and Night, The Marshal is Kim Jong-un. Uh, they also play the theme from Rocky and My Way.
0: Ah, oh, oh, but yeah. with, with
1: the original lyrics or? Don't know. Hmm. So <laughs> sorry, I feel like I went on an extended route about Marambo, but... <laughs> No, no, no,
0: So is it is it a solid twenty people or are they yeah. sort of on a rotational?
1: No, they're solid. And then they disappeared for a while, and then yeah. they came back with no explanation. Like take that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of the news with North Korea has been the missile tests. Yeah, uh, and their most advanced missile is the Musudan. It's, that's the Musu Dan, not the Musu Comet Dan. <laughs> it's the Musu Dan. Uh, and they've done eight attempts and it's failed six times. Okay. So that's a 75% failure, which is a worse failure percentage than Sunderland have had <laughs> this year. <laughs> Sunderland have failed to win 67% of their Premier League matches in their bottom of the league. Wow, so, and I believe Donald Trump has actually
0: dispatched a fleet uh,
3: yeah. to
0: Sunderland. <laughs> if
2: Sunderland start doing
0: well, should we be concerned? That- I, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. <laughs>
2: um, so the weapon that the US would use if they were going to launch a strike on North Korea's nuclear facilities uh, is this thing called a MOP, which is a it stands for Massive Ordnance Penetrator. Um, it is a £30,000 bomb, and it can smash through 200 feet of Earth or 60 feet of concrete oh before it explodes God what before, 60 before it explodes. explodes 60 feet of concrete how does it do that
0: <laughs> it's What I mean is it just big and it's heavy no,
3: Or is what? it got a drill on the front It's a bit like do you know when you're drilling Underground and you get a pocket
0: of air And it <laughs> fires you I <Yeah>. know <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't want to say it But <laughs> listeners of a previous episode Will notice a few. similar sounding bit of Bullshit from <laughs> Anna <laughs> It's using that same technology though.
1: <laughs> but in reverse <laughs> What it is done actually Is it's got a little chisel on the front of it <laughs>
2: I just wanna say I've had multiple people write in and confirm that story was true about the guy being sucked through the earth and this one is also sucked true. Through the earth. <laughs> This one's blown through the earth, not sucks, but it's the same general <laughs> wow. event.
0: Does it have an explosive as it hits the earth, which is a sort of first explosive, and then as soon as it's lower, then it has a. I don't actually big, know
2: how the technology works. That's a really good idea, That's though. A very, so a mini uh, explosion. Yeah, I thought it was more like a, a drill, like it dives down so hard into the earth it just penetrates. Wow. Sixty.
0: Feet Sixty feet of,
2: of concrete.
1: Concrete.
2: Two hundred feet of earth. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that that's not like that that's
1: a, a hill. It could get through a hill. Yeah,
0: that's mad. Yeah. Remember that I said that if you cornered a badger on the street, that it could.
1: Um, Sorry, the... <laughs> <laughs>
0: you
4: don't, you don't, I don't remember this,
1: Dan. <laughs> So hang on, you're in a street and well, you've cornered a badger. Is yeah. a street corner? Just uh, to yeah, it's, I guess it's a, a street corner. You're in a cul-de-sac. In a cul-de-sac, mean, with a badger. yeah. And the badger
0: doesn't know where to go. It is a concrete street. Um, <laughs> the claws of a badger are so sharp uh, that it can grind its way no, through the, no, the concrete no. floor.
2: So you're suggesting they, get they put a badger on the end of this yeah. bomb and then it, it drills down really Or hard. just
0: badger claws so it just slices through the uh, the ground. There are also um, plants that can go through
3: concrete, aren't there? Like, you yeah. can get weeds and you can get fungi and stuff that can actually grow through concrete. So if you weren't bothered about how long it took... <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you could put a plant on the end of your bum, and yeah. then when it lands... <laughs> it would have to be a negative geotropic plant because it's digging downwards. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it has to be on with roots that are more than 60 feet long.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, this year... This year, um, a guy called Kwang Song Han became the first North Korean to ever score in Serie A in Italy, which is the top league in Italy. So he scored against the goalkeeper who he beat was Joe Hart, the England number one goalkeeper.
1: Oh, yeah, not the one who was fired for eating a pie) <laughs> He's not. He's not
3: England's goalkeeper now. He's Sutton United's goalkeeper. A, sorry, I
1: confusing Sutton United
0: and England. There's a uh, fact that I hope makes it into the book, uh, which James found about that goalkeeper who got fired for eating the pie. Do you remember it?
3: Um, he got a new job, didn't he? But yeah. I can't remember
0: what it was. His first job after it was that he was um, a food taster for Tex Mex Restaurant. restaurants. Nice. Yeah. yeah, post being goalie for Sutton. Anyway,
3: so it's quite good that England's goalkeeper is the first um, goalkeeper ever to let in a goal from a North Korean in Syria. Maybe they <laughs> yeah. might
1: spare us when they sweep the power. <laughs> in gratitude for that.
2: They were also actually, speaking of North Korean sport, um, on the nuclear testing site, their main nuclear testing site, which is just outside Pyongyang, I think a US satellite the week before last spotted a volleyball game being played. Really? So that's nice that these guys are having fun in their off time. Yeah, right on the site. <laughs> are you sure that
0: wasn't by the border wall that you were talking about between south
1: and north? <laughs> there is no wall, though. Oh, there is no wall. <laughs> well, I think if volleyball's going on, there is a fucking wall. <laughs> it's a wall on one side, and then a two-mile sl- gradual decrease on <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, you,
1: so you hit the ball over the wall and then it just
3: keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. And you have to walk two miles to collect it yeah um, i got i
0: got a couple of things about just general uh airline news mm-hmm. uh, from around the world um singapore airlines are um flying now not using uh your classic air fuel um but cooking oil They're they're flying using cooking oil. Yeah, they are. So this is a thing that they are trying to reduce aviation emissions, and they've launched this thing. It's called the Green Package, and it's powered in part by sustainable biofuel, which is used from cooking oil. So if you're ever flying Singapore Airlines, there might be a moment, (laughs) which I (coughs) I never will be (laughs) from now on.
1: (laughs) sorry to be a fossil fuel stick in the mud. Uh, But... (laughs)
2: do it is it extra virgin or are we talking sunflower oil oh I don't
1: know no not sure because you you
2: only want the high quality stuff (laughs) I think that's true yeah
1: do you remember there was that bus in was it Bristol that was poo powered yes it was going to be running on um...
2: would you rather travel on a poo powered plane or or (laughs) an extra virgin olive oil powered plane
1: Um, oh wow yeah given the choice
3: as long as they both work it doesn't really affect your flight does it it might do
2: Do you not think the fumes, if the fumes could seep up through the carpet, you'd certainly (laughs) rather the oil. But
1: I I rarely go on aeroplanes to think, oh, I can just smell kerosene the whole way. No, but you do get the smell of it on the runway, don't you? When you're crossing from the terminal building sometimes to go into the plane, you can smell a bit of fuel there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If it it stank of poo, I probably would... (laughs) Go with the cooking oil. Or is
2: yeah, delicious cooking oil?
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, i got
0: another one, which is... I'd love to get this in the book. It's my favorite character that I discovered in the last year or so. <laughs> uh, it's the Iraqi transport minister. Um, so plane, airplane news from him uh, that happened in the last month is that while flying in a plane, as a passenger with 200 other passengers on board... He went to the cockpit and said, "I would like to land the plane." And they said, "Okay, I guess we have to let you. You're the Iraqi transport minister. He's quite a powerful guy." Um, and he could just do was that. It, was it an Iraqi plane? Uh, yeah, yeah. It okay. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. He wasn't like on British Airways coming in. Imagine,
1: the... <laughs> imagine if John Prescott, during the New <laughs> Labour government, had tried to land the plane. I've done a poo, and I'd like it to power this plane. <laughs>
0: Uh, so apparently, they let him take control of the planes to land the plane, and uh, they said it was almost <laughs> fatal. Uh, but fortunately, fortunately, the captain managed to get back into the controls in time in order to stop what, them. Why did time. he let
2: him? I'm sorry. This whole I, he's the transport minister. He's an important guy. You don't maybe say yes.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's a massive deal. So okay, this is a quote from the <laughs>
3: pilot.
2: I know. I know.
0: <laughs> when you're on a plane,
3: you don't go right. Who's the most important person here? <laughs> Well, you know, um, I'm actually the mayor of Swindon. Okay, you can can land it.
0: This is a quote from the pilot post the event. The minister did not do a good job. He slammed the front of the plane
1: into the ground. All Iraqi planes in future will have to have a fake cockpit, basically, (laughs) if the the minister turns up. Yeah. (laughs) Okay,
0: it's time to move on to fact number three. And that is my fact, which I am pitching to get into the book. And that fact is that all NASA astronauts
1: are wearing (laughs) hand-me-downs. It's when a a bigger astronaut, uh, when they grow up enough to fit into the suit. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, this is a a new story that's just come out, and that's a fact that uh, sort of emerged from it. It's that NASA has suddenly realized that of all the functioning spacesuits that they have for their astronauts to do their... uh, when they go outside of the International Space Station, uh, they're running out because they only made a batch of them, and they haven't made any more. So they're really running low on them. And every time a new astronaut goes up, they're basically using a hand-me-down. They're using a previously used astronaut suit, space suit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so they're, they're, uh, they've got, I think, 17 more missions. And let's say the backpack alone, that's part mm. of the suit. They've only got 11 of those that are left that are functional. Wow. And they don't think they're going to survive in order to finish all of the missions. And so they've got more missions than they have suits, basically, at this point.
2: I think if you don't have the suit, don't go on the mission. I mean... <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we booked it in now.
1: <laughs> It'd be a shame to cancel. <laughs> Last year, NASA had a, what they called a very Tweedy a poop challenge, which was asking for designs to go to the toilet in your spacesuit, but it had to be a hands-free in-suit toilet device, right. which mm. could work for up to six days. The main winner... And I don't have the full details, but it was a small crotch-based airlock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? To poo through? (laughs) Well, I don't think that's the answer. But you could apparently stick things in through it, which I do not understand either. (laughs)
2: I see what. I, okay, I see what it is. So it sort of hangs off your bum, and then presumably you press a button and it opens it, and it's, you poo into it, and then you press a button. Wait, no, and it it's on the crotch. It. No, it's on the crotch.
3: It's not. It's a bit yeah. like a burrito wagon. <laughs> what happens is the poo goes in one side like a burrito, and then closes up, and then, and who then someone the money opens through. the other side and then takes a the burrito out. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> not eating at your Mexican restaurant. <laughs> well, the Sutton United goalkeeper said it was very nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't fully understand the designs of the winner, but there were three winners. One was that one. The second place was, it's just words here, an air push urinary girdle. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the third place was kind of an external catheter thing. Okay.
2: Yeah. Actually, on airlocks, non-feces-based, <laughs> the new spacesuit that they're designing now and that they're hoping to get out before they have to cancel all these missions is <laughs> going to cost $4.4 million. And one of the uh, most important innovations on it is that... It has got what's called a suit plate interface port, which basically means that you don't have to go through an airlock anymore to leave the spaceship because you just dock into your suit. So the suit is like docked to the outside of the spaceship mm, and then no. you just walk Whoa. into your suit. No. And then uh, you don't have to like go through, because usually you have to go through an airlock, dock no. onto the or yeah. go through an airlock and then go into the a space station or whatever. That doesn't that sound like so a good idea. Cool. So that's, that's
0: like, why don't you change into your uh, scuba gear Underwater, so yeah. If something goes wrong, if anything goes wrong in space and you're exposed to the vacuum of space, you're dead in seconds. You'd have a couple of minutes. Yeah. Come on, Dan. What? Chill out. A couple of minutes
1: to put... They're really... It, hot. it. That takes about 45 minutes to put those suits on. Oh, <laughs> Is the space suit part of the outside of the ship, though?
2: No, so I don't think it's like you put it on and then there's just a big hole in the ship as you leave. <laughs> no, all the...
1: Whoops. <what? laughs> <laughs> but, do but does a barrier close behind the suit...
2: I'm not sure. So this is what the woman said who designed them. She said it allows astronauts to enter and exit the outfit by docking with the vehicle. Um, So I'm not sure exactly how it would work, but I'm sure they've worked out a way of sealing the vehicle behind them. Mm. I
1: think that's pretty cool. You would hope. That's that cool? Yeah. I was
0: reading a thing about... um, So, uh, in the news of the last few weeks, uh, Peggy Whitson, who is um, the commander of the International Space Station, she broke the record for the longest time. An American has been in space. She already holds a number of other records um, for being in space, and she's commanding it for the second time as well. And... um, She's an amazing person, and they did a broadcast between the International Space Station and the White House, the Oval Office, so Trump and Ivanka and another astronaut. <laughs> Why was Ivanka there? She's everywhere! <laughs> Why? She's Why? pretty <laughs> important. She was going to fly the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, He. Uh, so there was a chat that was going on between them, and uh, you could see both at the same time, and there was this moment which they're a bit confused about and they're not sure if trump was joking they were talking about he said when are we going to get to mars and peggy said well you know we're we're doing all these amazing bits of research up here and down on earth and we think by 2030s we could start getting to it and he said no i think we need to do it in my first term it'd be disappointing if it's in my second term but that's still okay (laughs) and so she was like "Ah." um and but then people at nasa are like did did, was that like a JFK moment? Did he did he mean that? Do we have to do we have to get to Mars in three years? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. But we but, w- but we've got nothing to wear. <laughs> it was a weird broadcast because at points I watched most of it. Trump just suddenly gets bored. <laughs> he just looks quite bored yeah. talking to astronauts in space, and he also looks like he's thinking, "I wonder what studio in Hollywood they're filming this in." Like I imagine he's a, a moon landing <laughs> denier, and he just thinks, mm, "Yeah, you're not there." Oh, yeah, I, know, I know about you guys.
2: They actually discussed the urine thing, didn't they? He asked about how you we... Wait,
1: wait, the Trump urine thing or the astronaut <laughs> urine thing? <laughs>
2: um, actually he, he actually might have lied in his answer given that because they, they discussed the astronaut urine thing. They avoided the Trump urine thing, actually. Um, and about the recycling the urine, so they drink recycled urine oh, yeah. um, when they're up in space. And she said to him, it's really not as bad as it sounds. And he said, well, that's good, glad to hear it. Better you than me.
0: So one of the problems is that um, with these suits, the ones that are breaking so uh, one of the ones that broke not too long ago uh, started letting the water supply Mm. in and the astronaut potentially could have drowned inside his own suit. They had to get immediately back into the International Space Station and take all the stuff off. So that's one of the big problems is as soon as something goes wrong inside the suit um, taking the astronaut out of the suit in time to save them does take a super Mm. long time. I'm really surprised it takes so long to make them
3: you would think like, okay, we we need one before 2024. <laughs> it can't be beyond the realm of man to yeah. be able to do that. That's true. If yeah. you have a million quid you'd think yeah. you'd be able to do it. I don't know. But from, maybe... K-
1: from, yeah. from Kennedy announcing we're going to go to the moon, to getting to the moon was about nine years. We're yeah. now saying that it'll take us roughly that long to make a suit. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to Mars in three years, so it oh,
0: yeah. true. <laughs>
2: but yeah, no yeah. one's going to have any suits on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mars mission ends in immediate disaster.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no one could have foreseen <laughs> as they stepped out. <laughs>
0: Okay, it is time for a final fact of the show, and that is Chesinski.
2: Yes, my fact that I would like to get into the newsbook is that as of last week, whenever state media in Tajikistan mentions the president, they now legally have to refer to him by his full title, which is the founder of peace and national unity, leader of the nation, president of the Republic of Tajikistan, His Excellency Emma Mali Rahman and they have to do that every time they mention him Uh.
1: can they they cough after it and say
2: wanker
3: (laughs) (laughs) so I think this might be the only news book that comes out this year that has a full section on Tajikistan
2: (laughs) 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 so get it for that Um, apparently it takes 15 seconds for it to scroll along the screen on the news which is like if you're trying to show a news bulletin the president's announced 15 seconds is a long time to have one name scrolling for but
3: apparently you're allowed to say leader of the nation Uh, Uh, like if it's really a short bulletin or something you're allowed to that's nice that's nicely informal
1: isn't it please just call me leader of the nation (laughs)
2: Well, they've speculated. I think this was this is something the BBC picked up, and it was reported by Radio Azadlik, and uh, it was the director of Tajik State Radio who made the announcement, and he just said the mandatory use of the full title is required by law, and didn't elaborate. So I think, unless I think it's still, we're still just speculating. Going, I think you're probably okay if you say leader of the nation. Sometimes
3: we'll
1: only find out when someone tries it. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Emma mali Ramon, the president uh, of uh, Tajikistan, has been... Say his full s- name, mate. Oh, sorry, the That's founder of Peace and National <laughs> Um He uh, is a uh, uh, very undemocratic guy. As in, in May last year, he uh, made people vote over whether he should be president for life. He won, remarkably. That's not uh, undemocratic. No, you're right. Free uh, he and won fair voting. 94.5% of the vote. Well, they like him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd better Uh, (laughs) Because there's a lot of human rights repression A lot of torture and things like this They're
3: um, 149th out of 180 On the um, free press
1: listing Wow So pretty low down Yeah Um, And he's passed a law which gives him immunity From all criminal charges for life Which is exactly the sort of thing that Normal, honest guys always tend to do Mm. (laughs) Yeah Yeah he does.
0: Um, I, so he's banned a few things generally that I've just got to. Uh, obviously, he's done that if he's making um, news outlets call him by that full name. Um, one thing he's blocked is YouTube. Uh, YouTube not allowed. There anymore, mainly because of a video that went online of him <laughs> dancing drunkenly at a wedding <laughs> and singing karaoke really <laughs> no, badly. No, no, no. Yeah, so he said, "Okay, this needs so to." You
1: banned the. So he's banned
0: the whole website, oh, YouTube. Yes. Yeah.
3: Come on,
2: we would. We all would do yeah, that. I would.
3: <laughs> if if, <we laughs> if, we, if I had the power, there'd be no Facebook, <laughs> no YouTube,
1: pretty much nothing. No, it's not all banning things that he does. We should say he has taken a lot of positive steps too. Mm-hmm. So policing to have been told that they have to go to the theatre once a month but on different days so there isn't one incredibly large audience on one day I don't know how they coordinate all going on different days
3: If they all go on the same day there's going to be no police around (laughs) That's true (laughs) Apart from in that one theatre Imagine (laughs) your bad luck if you go to rob that (laughs) theatre
1: I could have literally robbed anywhere else in the country. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's meant to be to help their spiritual and moral awareness. And there is a photo going with the the news story of these incredibly bored-looking men in yeah. suits. Yeah,
2: it is. It's just because though the interior minister, who's called Ramazan Rahimzoda, uh, just went to the theatre last month and said, "Oh my God, this is really fun," and oh liked it. God. And so said, I think everyone should do it. He just went, thought it was good, thought they should do it too. I quite like that. Imagine if everything Theresa May did and enjoyed, we all then had to do.
3: Uh, Would that be good? Oh, we're all going fox hunting. Come on, guys.
0: Um he another thing that he has put in place as a ban is that uh so everywhere in Tajikistan there are pictures of him giant billboard pictures of him mm-hmm. and he's ordered that in all of the smaller towns and cities uh any mayor or anyone who's in the position of power there has to take down the picture if they're in it with him because he doesn't want to be associated with giving them the publicity of friendship oh. on yeah, so he's, he said, and the way that they did it was they called up all the local officials on the phone and uh, they said, hi, are you the local official? Yes, I am. Um, I have a message here from uh, the president. And then they played a voice recording of him down the phone line to them where he says, you are no longer allowed to have my photo up if you're in the photo with me. And so it's an audio message that they played down the phone to each person that they called that up. Is embarrassing. That's yeah.
3: so weird. It's a bit like when you split up with your ex but you kind of like the photo so you kind of get rid of them from the photo is
1: it like that yes yeah Yeah. or when you call up their best friend and you play a recording of yourself (laughs) down the phone at them saying i want my stereo back uh i want the careless whisper cd (laughs) wow well it's and it's like that Do, do you remember during the coup in turkey Uh, President Erdogan appeared on TV, but it wasn't him appearing on TV. It was someone holding up a phone on the camera while they were Mm. mid-Skyping him. Yeah. that's
2: Actually, one other thing that will probably go in the book is uh, Mélenchon, just speaking of people appearing in in weird technological ways. Mélenchon, who was voted out of the French election in the first round, but was the very left-wing candidate, was appearing by hologram, so he was appearing in seven or eight states at once. But it wasn't even a hologram, I found out it was a what was it called Pepper's Ghost it was called Pepper's Ghost what? which is a cooler name than hologram
0: so he's like um, he's like Tupac yeah
2: exactly Tupac Wait. did the same thing and it basically right. means you appear in a similar way but it's two dimensional whereas a hologram is three dimensional but it's
1: basically a hologram it's not a
3: hologram, not hologram. Yeah, but it's, it, it yeah, looks
1: it, like one doesn't you understand it? what I'm saying when I say it's basically that yeah
3: <laughs> but you know you know what I'm saying when I say monorail but it's a hyperloop <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I
3: think um, we understand I, each other
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, I just um, know it's got very tense I'm just saying maybe if he used the hologram He might have got to the second round Melanchon
1: <laughs> did campaign Partly via computer game What, really? he was... What? What, like in... He
2: like infiltrated Diddy Kong Racing <laughs> yeah, Like in
1: Minecraft <laughs> just, No, his supporters He was quite tech savvy It didn't do him uh, as much good as it could have done But he developed, his supporters developed a computer game Called Fiscal Combat uh, uh, with a uh, sort of K like in Mortal Kombat and you played Melanchon in it and you had to go around uh, finding businessmen and then shaking them up and down and right. as you shook them up and down their pocket coins flew out of their pockets and you were taking tax from the wealthy it doesn't sound fun to me I've played it it is quite fun is it? yeah because it's exactly that two, uh, 2D two style um. it's pretty good
2: I mean James you're the only person left alive still playing Pokemon Go so I don't know if you're a good arbiter of what is fun <laughs> Well, I'm
3: going to be trying to get some Pokemon Go facts into this book.
0: We were almost late, just for the listeners, we were almost late to the meeting for our book deal uh, because we thought James was in charge of the Google Maps leading us the way to the building, when in fact, we were following a man chasing down Pokemon. Well, we got the book deal and I got an Onyx.
2: <laughs> um, something about elections in Tajikistan, actually, which yeah. is quite interesting. Um, you can run for opposition, uh, but there was no real proper opposition in the last election. Uh, the closest person who came to being a proper opponent was someone called Oynahol Bobazarova, which is a cool name. Um, but So what you have to do to be eligible to run as a candidate for election in Tajikistan is you need to get 210,000 signatures to be eligible to run. So let's just put this in context to remind you how the British system works. Um, in the UK, you need to get 10 signatures uh, Ten. to be a candidate for election. Yeah, just 10 signatures in your constituency. Wow. In the US, if you want to run for Senate, you need between one and 2,000, I think, in most okay. places.
3: Be- sorry, between 1,000 and 2,000. Or between 1 and
2: 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be over 1,000. Right, okay. um, yeah, and in Tajikistan, where, which only has a population of 8 million, you need to get one in 40 people in the country <laughs> to sign, <laughs> saying that you should be a candidate. And she still managed to get 202,000. Wow. And oh. she was 8,000
0: 8, short. Oh, my God. That is. I,
3: that... think, I think I'd forge a few.
0: Yeah, I mean, right.
3: Duplicate I, a few. I think, I I think I it might
1: get you in trouble with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but He's I'm not sure going to check them all. He's taking a lenient view of it, I'm sure. Isn't um, that
2: that's such a slap in the face? Incredible. Though, and she's a super cool woman. Look her up. She won a uh, an award given by Michelle Obama last year or the year before, like most influential good pe- women in the world or something. Oh, really? Uh, but yeah, hard luck on her.
0: Yeah, uh, Tajikistan has the cheapest pint of beer in the world that you can buy. <laughs> Really? How much is it? 30p per pint. That's pretty good. Yeah, 30p. 30p. And I think the second cheapest is 36p, which is um, made by Bhutanese monks. So that's the the next is cheapest right? one. I, th- I think so.
3: I drunk beer in Bhutan, and I remember it being quite expensive. Well, you got overcharged, mate. You funded the whole
1: night. <laughs> saw you, they saw you coming, didn't they? I'm
0: pretty sure it was
1: expensive, actually.
2: Maybe
3: only six locals. quid
2: for a pint. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, sorry, we, we have right?
3: to bring it in from Tajikistan.
2: <laughs> Another thing Tajikistan has, which is kind of cool, um, is the world's most dangerous tunnel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, it sounds great. That's, that's That sounds sounds awesome. Sounds kind of
3: cool, I'd say.
2: (laughs) I did say kind of. Uh, uh, um,
3: in what way? And who decides that it's the most dangerous? Uh,
2: I think just the general public. So it's nicknamed Death Tunnel, I think. And the reason it was built, it was built in, I think it started being built in 2007. Um, and the reason it was built was because before that, you couldn't drive from north to south Tajikistan without having to cut through Uzbekistan. And Uzbekistan is not very friendly to Tajikistan a lot. So actually actually quite a dangerous trip wow. if you had to go visit your mum in the north to go there. So they built this tunnel. It's five kilometres long. Um, and it opened up a few years ago but it had uh, had no lighting so it's pitch pitch dark in there um it's got uh, massive potholes uh, it has falling rocks all over the place and you actually have to sign a form before you go into the tunnel saying that you understand the danger of driving through this tunnel of being hit by falling rocks or something um it's got no ventilation at all oh i think it's got maybe one fan right in the middle and so that means that it's filled with exhaust fumes so visibility is only a few feet and this does mean that if you break down for instance in the middle of it, you will get carbon monoxide poisoning within a very short amount of time. So like, tra- people who are driving through this tunnel say they get dizzy and nauseous as they do it because it's so I blocked can't. up with um, carbon monoxide. But it is a great way to get from north to south <laughs> Tajikistan.
1: <laughs> How long is it? Sorry.
2: Five kilometres.
1: Five kilometres. That That's, is quite a long way. It's a long way. It's long, to long, to with, with, no it's no long oxygen and hold breath yeah. <laughs>
2: I think they are improving it. There was a thing last year when they said They've they got an extra fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're improving it. You no longer have to sign the form. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's it. That is all of the potential facts that are going to be making it into the book. Again, it comes out in November. Do go to Amazon right now and click the big button on the front page or or go
2: to... <laughs> or go to Amazon and look up The Book of the Year by No Such Thing as a Fish or go to qi.com forward slash shop. That's right. And it's going to contain everything
0: from all the scientific discoveries that have happened this year through to stuff like Tajikistan presidents to Trump's wall, Trump generally, North Korea, Kim Jong un. We're all on our Twitter accounts. I'm on at Shriverland, James, at X-shaped, Andy, at Andrew Hunter M, and Chizinski.
2: You can email podcast at QI.com.
0: Or you can go to our website, no such thing as a fish.com. We've got all of our previous episodes. We have all of our tour tickets that are available up there. We're going on tour in November. We're not only going to re- record a show, but we're going to be bringing our book with us. The book that you can buy. The book of the year. Go to Amazon now or our website. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. You think we mentioned the up?